Welcome to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. Every time we get Justin Donaldson on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, it is a wild ride, and it's going to be exactly that again today, because we're talking about one of the greatest athletes, not just in British Columbia history, Canadian history, but in the history of the world. He's known as a weightlifter, but he was so much more than that, and he was billed as the world's strongest man back in the 1960s, 1950s, even before that. And I got to tell you, pretty special indeed to know that he was part of the very first class ever inducted into the BC Sports Hall of Fame. He was the class of 1966. 1966 is when the BC Sports Hall of Fame was inaugurated. And Justin Donaldson of Team Purica, you've probably got an easy answer for that. I mean, of course, Doug Hepburn should be part of the BC Sports Hall of Fame's first class because he was that special to weightlifting history and really set the stage for weight training protocols for decades and, and generations to come. I mean, we we both know that he had a massive impact on you. How did you first get connected to the the wisdom, the the discipline, the inspiration, the the expertise uh, that was uh, Doug Hepburn? Yeah, well, thanks for the opportunity to talk about Doug because he is a legend, and I wish more people knew about him. And I could consider myself a geek. We talked on the last few podcasts about uh, my passion for the old school, strong, uh, you know, the strength athletes and and the old 80s muscle movies and stuff. But I, I honestly wasn't aware of him at all. And my first exposure to Doug was after I had competed in nationals for powerlifting. And I was kind of in this uh, limbo phase in my training. And I remember I was walking through a mall and there's this big book table out in the center of the mall. And they were doing these clearance on the, on the books. And I looked down and there's this book called Strongman. And I looked at it and, uh, and it was the Doug Hepburn story by Tom Thurston. And I'd never heard of Doug Hepper and I flipped it over and I was blown away to find out he was actually from Vancouver. So of course I had to buy the, the book right there and I read it and um, it, it was, I, I would say it was a, a pivotal moment in my life because I was a bit dismayed with some of the powerlifting training. And then I read through his protocols and I realized how advanced they were. And I ended up following his program for a year and it was honestly the strongest I ever got. And I was still in good condition athletic wise. So he, he was a real pioneer and uh, I'm glad we can share some, uh, some, some knowledge and, and expose people to him. Uh, we're going to go all over the show. We're going to try and do a Doug Hepburn 360 degrees in the limited time that we have. And we're going to have to obviously get to you being able to do the visual side of this, do a demo sure. in terms of uh, the Doug Hepburn program. But let me let me start by asking you this, uh, Justin. I mean, you've been an athlete all your life, uh, obviously playing team sports, cross training to be the best that you can be in those team sports. What was it? about the Doug Hepburn program, the program that you think made it work so well for you? Like, how did it stand out from some of the other training programs that are out there? Well, a a big one, a big one for me was, so when I was competing, I hired a coach and I was on a program uh, that many are familiar with uh, in the the strength, in the powerlifting world. It's called the conjugate method. And that's what I followed. And I got really strong on it. And I got really strong on it in a short amount of time, but I, I was absolutely destroyed. If my nutrition wasn't on point, um, 
you know, I, I definitely paid for it. I, I was sore all the time. And right after now, actually leading into nationals, I was just, I was destroyed. I wasn't at my best, um, just overtrained for me. And, and I realized as I do research after that, that program is a very effective program, but it, especially for uh, non um, let's say enhanced lifter. It's a very, um, it's a good program. Whereas Doug Hepburn, he was all about training naturally. And he, um, that was his, that was his whole mantra is he's a natural athlete going up against the world's best and uh, that were untested at that time. I mean, it was common. Uh, so his program was more of a slow progression and it was, but every workout was the hardest workout you've done. It never absolutely destroyed you, but you know you were working, especially by those ladder sets and the, and the further you get into the program. But yeah, it was a kind of a constant progression, but a slower, more natural progression. Uh, what what were the immediate results that you saw sort of early into the program, just for you personally? Like, uh, uh, was it the upper body? Was it the arms? Was it the legs? Like, what was making you take notes saying, hey, this is unlike anything I've ever seen or felt before. Yeah. Well, I have to be honest, the program, you need to trust it. And especially at the start, um, it felt too easy. The, the, the first few workouts, it felt, it felt um, like, I, like I had more in the tank. But don't question it. Stay with it. And um, you're, you're going to notice I grew everywhere. But unlike when I was training strictly powerlifting, and part of my exodus away from powerlifting is I, I didn't feel like an athlete anymore. I was sure enough, I was super strong for one rep, but I didn't feel like an athlete. And this kind of had two phases. It was working in your maximal range at a lower rep, but it also had a pump phase and we can get into that. So I was getting more of the um, athletic side, more of the conditioning along with the power training. So I was growing everywhere. I was starting to look um, like you could tell physically I, w- I was changing. I was, I was getting bigger, but I wasn't huffing and puffing going up the stairs. I could, I had, I could go for a hike. I could do um, some conditioning work in between my workouts on my off days. And, and I felt like an athlete again. I started playing softball again. I started playing touch football, which when I was strictly powerlifting, I, I really couldn't do. And even my coach was saying no cardio, no cardio, no cardio. But I came from football, got into powerlifting Sure, I got strong. I got really strong, but I didn't feel like an athlete. And that, that's for me what I noticed as I had my conditioning, but I also had the strength. And I was every bit as strong coming out, out a year of this program as I was um, heading into nationals. And then, We're talking to Justin Donaldson of Team Purica. We're talking about uh, Doug Hepburn and the program, uh, the weight lifting program, the weight training program. Uh, we'll get into modern day stuff uh, just around the corner. We'll also get to some of the natural supplements that help you make the most out of uh, a pretty intensive exercise like weightlifting and weight training. Uh, gotta ask you this, uh, the most phenomenal Doug Hepburn story that you can think of. I know there's a heck of a lot of them, but yeah. when you think of the one that makes you just sort of smile and say, wow, uh, what, what, what comes to mind? Well, I got to give you a couple, but here's one that I remember reading this page in the book. He, he fought a lot of politics. A lot of the strength athletes were coming from the East and he was a Vancouver boy, the only one. Uh, so he literally paid his own way to go to Sweden where he won the um, world weightlifting games in 1953. 
And that was in itself a feat. But the cool part of the story was he was so happy when he got back to Vancouver. He went down the streets of Hastings and he bent over the parking meters. He just folded them in half just with his strength. <laughs> this guy, he was, he was such a freak athlete. He was the first person to bench 500 pounds. At that time, nobody thought it was even possible. And he did it. Um, he could bend coins with his hand. Another crazy story. He, um, he was able to pick up an anvil. Uh, you know, those old iron anvils from, from the blacksmiths, he could pick it up by the horn with one hand and raise it above his head. The shoulder power was just incredible. I, I do I, that I, all the time, Justin. Yeah, well, it's not too impressive it's, for me. You know? <laughs> just, just try to move it. Just try to move an anvil like that, let alone get it off the ground. It's, it's, it'll just, it's just you, you can't even comprehend how strong that is. I heard something actually yesterday when I was kind of looking into some of these stories again, he was able to walk, his, his shoulder power is incredible. He was able to walk on his hands up and down a ladder. And this guy was 300 and something pounds. He was like, he looked like a fridge. Um, and there's, there's pictures if you can find them online where he's doing a handstand on the back of a basketball court or basketball hoop, the backboard, just this, this freak. Right. But yeah, he, he was um, people, people should know about some of his feats of strength there because they've been unduplicated still to this day. I mean, just, and, and the thing that, you know, wasn't, uh, the, certainly the thing that wasn't duplicated back in his heyday was the fact that he was probably going up a lot of athletes, a lot of lifters who, uh, uh, let's say, weren't playing it naturally uh, the way that Doug Hepburn uh, was. Yeah, that was a big frustration of his, you could tell in the book, and, you know, the, there there, there's a lot of that book. He's a really inspiring. He, he um, was born with one leg shorter than the other. He was born with a club foot. He was born um, with a cross eye. And um, I, I've read in his book and I've seen some interviews after the fact where he um, said, you know, you know, people would make fun of him uh, growing up, but by the age of 14, he said he wanted to be the strongest person in the world. And in 1952, he achieved that. He was the strongest person in the world. But he looked at his, um, you know, his physical handicaps, not as a detriment, but he called them an asset. He says he doesn't think he'd have been able to achieve those feats of strength um, with, without that, without overcoming that. And he said he definitely didn't have the genetics for it, but he had the training and the discipline to, to you know, just blow his genetics <laughs> through, you know, out the window. Uh, and I think that's a really important part of, of this episode of the Triskillian, the Pyrrhica podcast, is the fact that, uh, you know, it's not, you, you, you don't have to be a slave to the genetics. Uh, hard work does matter. And living right does matter. And, and Doug Hepburn stood for both of those things in a big way, didn't he, Justin? Yeah, he did. I'll, I will say, I think he did succumb later in the years to... Uh you know, some, some, maybe some depression and some drinking, but as far as the training went, he was a straight shooter and he was really, uh, um, he was really ahead of his time. He didn't have a coach, you know, he was going up against the world's best and these methods that he brought that are still used by powerlifting clubs to this day. Um, he, he developed these back in the fifties. Like he was so far ahead, so far ahead of, uh, you know, a lot of the training. And I realized how applicable they are to, um, to, to different, to, to seniors training, to, to, you know, women's training, just anybody that's trying to get stronger naturally, but, you know, live a longer, I would say a a longer fit life. Uh, His his program is, is perfect. 
We'll get into some of that just around the corner here as we continue on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, talking Justin Donaldson of Team Purica, talking Doug Hepburn, and just around the corner, we'll talk about weight training, why it might be so much better for you than you think, even if you're a senior. That's next. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. We're talking to Justin Donaldson of Team Purica. It's uh, not often we get an opportunity to go hardcore and talk powerlifting, but if you're going to do that, you talk to Justin Donaldson. Mm -hmm. And again, a big part of his life shaped by the discipline, by the investment that he made, that you made, Justin, uh, in that kind of, uh, of training. But weight training, you know, Oftentimes, uh, powerlifting, especially a bit of a stigma attached to it because of some of the stuff, uh, uh, the funkiness from back in the day. But it really uh, has come to the point where a lot of people who are baby boomers, uh, even uh, generation uh, Xers, they can't imagine uh, living without doing some uh, uh, weight resistance, uh, 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 you know, weight weightlifting exercises. It really has come a long way this millennium, hasn't it? Just the general notion of how important it is uh, to to bear weight, how important it is to uh, to to work those muscles and those joints. Yeah, we talked about on on previous podcasts there where you know, the, the strength scene was pretty underground and it kind of came to the forefront maybe in the eighties or late seventies. And now there's a gym on every corner. So there is a growing awareness and um, there's, there are so many benefits now that we're realizing for keeping you young. Um, some of the, some of the people that I had to training in my gym, you know, they're, you, you hear, hear all the time that, uh, you know, 50 is the new 30 sort of thing. And, and a big part of that is, I think, this this growing movement into fitness and, and especially load-bearing exercise. I think load-bearing exercise, really, it's going to improve uh, not only your muscle mass, it's going to keep you leaner, but it's also going to improve your bone density, which can be an issue, especially as we, as we age too. Uh, one of the things even you mentioned about all the impacts on all the metabolic processes, uh, all the hormonal processes. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of guys, uh, you know, boomers uh, have to be watching what's happening with their testosterone. Uh, you don't work out enough. You don't, you know, bear um, uh, a, a lot of weight. Uh, you might not be sort of getting that extra little um, uh, naturally induced uh, 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 blast of, uh, of, of adrenaline or uh, get that uh, blast of testosterone. So really, I mean, it, it's not just the, uh, the strengthening of the muscles. It's really balancing some pretty important uh, 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 organ systems, isn't it? Yeah. You know, owning a gym, of course, they have people coming in and testosterone, testosterone. How can I increase my testosterone? Well, the number one way is compound lifts and doing it doing heavy compound lifts like squatting and deadlifting and then backing that up with good sleep and diet, of course. But, um, you know, but in your mid twenties, uh, especially in getting into your thirties, you know, I'm just a hair over that now, uh, your, your, your testosterone does start decreasing. And it's so, and also there's things called like sarcopenia, the natural muscle loss, uh, you know, after age 30, you know, we, we think, we think, you know, it's, um, going to catch up to us later on, but it's, you're, you're losing at least, five percent muscle mass per decade if you don't if you're not doing anything your bone there's also osteopenia where you're losing um, bone mass um, so that 
things like the, the compound lifting, the heavy lifting, load bearing exercise, not, not the running, which is beneficial more on the cardiovascular. There is some bone density benefits with the, the impacts there, but um, I, I would say the load bearing exercise is a lot more beneficial for, for both bone and the muscle mass. Um, one thing I just actually read was actually a study by, by NASA, their astronauts there, and they'll lose 20% of their muscle mass uh, on flights lasting from five to 11 days. So they really have to fight that. The body is so adaptable that um, just that lack of gravity is enough to, to reduce that body, that muscle mass by 20%. So just think if you're sitting on a couch, if um, even though we have gravity, sit, if you're sitting on a couch, not doing anything, you're going to start seeing some of that as well. If you don't, you need to, you need to use it or you lose it, right? They'll lose their bone mass too. Uh, and, and Justin, one of the other things we were hinting at uh, just a few minutes ago on this episode of the Triskelli and the Pirica podcast is uh, weight training, uh, load bearing for seniors. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people say, well, wow, there's got to be fragility there. Uh, it's got to be, you know, maybe too much uh, uh, for the bones, but it's, it's exactly the opposite, isn't it? In terms of uh, allowing for people to, uh, and I know I'm barking up the wrong tree right now, uh, but, you know, looking at uh, how important it is to actually prevent, you know, too much uh, uh, osteoporosis and, 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 and ailments and conditions like that. Yeah, I actually found some studies there which really connected the seniors training to the Doug Hepburn, Doug, Doug Hepburn program for me. Um, where they were talking the, the constant progression, the slow adaptive constant progression type training is is the most beneficial for the seniors. And that's really kind of what this program is all about. It is a slow, natural, adaptive program. It's not going to um, smoke you straight out the gate. Of course, with some of the, if you're doing this more on the, the strength and the end of the power lifts, you're going to want to uh, maybe start off with a trainer you're going to want to um, kind of definitely ease in and make sure you're comfortable with the movements before you do that. But I, I believe that some of the, the principles of this program could benefit everybody that wants to get stronger naturally. And especially in the seniors it might be a, that might be an ideal program for them. Uh, in, in your ideal world, and I know you mentioned the team sports you've played, the, the running, the, the, the hiking that you do, they're all important to you. In your view of an ideal world, how, what percentage of your working out, so to speak, what percentage of your physical activity uh, should contain load bearing, uh, should, should contain weightlifting of some kind? Well, in that same study, they were saying three days a week is what you what they saw, especially in the senior category, where it was more focused on the strength. And that's always shifted for me, depending on what my focus was. When it was pure strength, it would be um, four days of just strength and very limited cardio. Again, I said, I, I really like to be able to run around. So what I'm doing right now is I'm actually putting a uh, component of this program in because uh, there's a certain lifts that I'd like to like to stay pretty pretty uh, proficient at but I'm doing in my in between days I'm doing these high interval uh, high intensity interval training circuits and those are also really beneficial for uh, your hormones and the quick recovery and uh, too so 
I find there it's a really complementary way to where you can focus on strength, but also your cardiovascular health and get the good conditioning. So I'll probably do um, three for me, three to four strength focused days. And then same thing, I'll do about three conditioning focus days where it'll be like a 15 to 30 minute uh, intensive training. And then I'm right now I'm doing since, especially since uh, this whole lockdown started, I'm, I've been really focused on my mobility. So I'm doing yoga pretty much every day too on top of that. And I, I just, I think that's so beneficial for me. And, and, and that's another thing that a lot of guys don't realize is those two go so well together. Um, and in yeah. fact, if you go too hard one way uh, with the weightlifting, with the muscle, muscle uh, build, uh, you're going to lose that flexibility and hence that mobility on, on the other side. So uh, it's like so many things in life, isn't it, Justin? Balance, uh, you know, a balanced approach uh, uh, makes makes all the difference. But if you do want to perform, if you want to perform at the top of your game, I agree with me. Uh, the times I've been in the best shape in my life is is um, doing something almost every day. Um, yeah. You know, when it was like, oh, three days a week, I'm going to do it. Well, then I get to Friday and I got to work out three days in a row to get my quota in. That doesn't work, uh, you know, for me. I know it didn't work for me and it probably doesn't work for uh, for a lot of us. Hey, before we let you go from this episode of the Triskelion Empirica podcast, want to ask you from a natural supplement point of view, of course, that's uh, what you're calling is these days with the team Purica, um, uh, making sure that people understand all the benefits of natural supplements. When it comes to the rigor of weightlifting and weight training, doing load bearing exercises, uh, I can imagine that cordyceps is probably, uh, you know, pretty good on the, on the energy, the endurance side of things. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on Purica cordyceps? What are your thoughts on some of the other natural supplements that really are go-to if you're going to be doing weight training? I love cordyceps. It's one that I take every day. I, I take it not only for the amazing immune benefits, but uh, it's it's very potent for the kidneys, um, your whole uh, your whole adrenal uh, system, but your your endurance, your energy at the the mitochondria level. And I I know um, when when I used to go off it, I know you know there's certain hikes that I do where you know I take a break here, I take a break there. Uh, I know if I'm in good shape, how long it takes takes me. If I'm in bad shape, I know how long it takes me. But I, I remember just doing high doses of cordyceps, and I hadn't done this hike in over a year. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be gassed. And I just blew past all my rest points, right? And it's just, it's not like um, these caffeine or these uh, stimulant rushes you get. It's just energy there that's in the reserve. It's like you just don't run out of gas. So people, they, I, I find I used to take it like a pre-workout. It, it would really get a good good buzz on it or I would just really feel that energy. Some people don't really experience that, but it's still in the tank, right? So we, that, that one for me uh, is, is a top on the mushroom heap. Then the, the recovery, of course, I use that during, I, I came to know recovery when I was heading into nationals and I was dealing with some tendonitis and tennis elbow. So that's one that I take all the time. The new 3.0 is really nice way. It's, it's got that BDMC curcumin in there too. So it really helps um, mitigate some of the the day after uh, pain that you you can get, especially from doing a heavy heavy workout. So those two, and then ionic bone, it's such an easy one for for me. The with the K two, the D three in there, the magnesium, the, that three, those three are a good one for this type of program. I find and, and the strength program. 
And then of course the power vegan protein, which I do every day, <laughs> that one's going to, it doesn't matter if you're a vegan or not, that protein there is going to help you, uh, assimilate all the protein you take during your day with that prohydrolase enzyme. It's going to make it so digestible and then there's extra in there. So any of the other protein you're taking throughout the day, it's going to help you use it. Right. So that, that's a big four for, for any athlete. I believe. Sounds like the big four sounds like the right four. And as you were going through those, uh, uh, those four, uh, supplements, those four formulations, uh, our dog Taya was weighing in. Hey, don't forget <laughs> Purica pet recovery, yeah. pet curcumin, Purica pet immune as well. Hey, listen, we're going to um, have to reconvene again with you real soon. Uh, I'm sure there's more uh, Doug Hepburn stories oh, uh, yeah. that you can uh, you can share with us, but also going to put the challenge out today for you to uh, channel your inner Doug Hepburn and uh, do a bit of a demo for us on some of the exercises sure. uh, involved, uh, uh, you know, from his program. We'll schedule that sometime in the, in the next uh, few months. But uh, Justin, as always, Really appreciate you sharing from the heart on this, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks so much, Tom. It's an honor. He's Justin Donaldson. I'm Tom Mayonet. We're both happy to have had you along for the ride, talking and paying tribute to Doug Hepburn, first ever class of Hall of Famers in the BC Sports Hall of Fame, strongest man in the world, and still making a difference in 2021 and counting. You've been listening to The Triskillian, the Purica podcast. You've been listening to The Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Purica Wellness, and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.